What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dad the Man podcast. My name is Brendan Wall, and I am your host. And today, as always, I do have an ask for you. If you are enjoying the show, if you have any takeaways from today's episode, if you're learning anything at all, please do me a huge favor and help me to share the show, whether that means mentioning it to a friend at work or texting someone or sharing us on social media. I cannot thank you enough for your support. So today's guest is none other than Hunter Henry. Hunter is a standout tight end in the NFL for the New England Patriots. Before making it into the league, Hunter played college ball at the University of Arkansas. From there, he was drafted by the San Diego Chargers in the second round of the 2016 NFL Draft, where he was able to share a locker room with legends like Phillip Rivers and Antonio Gates early on in his career. After five seasons in San Diego, Hunter signed with the Patriots and had a strong first season in Foxborough in 2021. Hunter was a fun guy to talk to, lighthearted and easy to hang with, but also serious and reflective about what matters most to him. I don't know if I can pull for the Patriots, but I will be rooting for this guy on Sundays this fall. But above it all, he's an incredible man, husband and father, and it was an honor to host him on the show. So here's my conversation with the Hunter Henry. And we are live with star tight end of the New England Patriots, the one and only Hunter Henry. Hunter, man, I want to thank you so much right off the bat for making some time for us today. Super excited to have the opportunity to uh, to chat with you. You know, you're you're a young dude in the league, hot start to the career. Um, man, what I really enjoy about following you is the way that you're using all this attention you've got, whether it's on television, social media, whatever. Uh, man, and you're always you're always taking that as a way to highlight your family and, and just showcase how much pride you take as a husband and father. I think you're doing a tremendous job of leading from the front in that regard and being a great example for, you know, the rest of us young husbands, fathers, dudes out here trying to lead our families best we can. So, man, thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for doing it the way that you do it. Thanks for making some time for us today. Super pumped to chat with you. The one and only Hunter Henry. Welcome to the Dad the Man podcast. Hey, thanks, bro. Appreciate you having me on. All right, so let's start off. Let's rewind. Let's go back in time. Tell us a little bit about your childhood, what you were like as a kid, siblings, where you were, family dynamic, the whole the whole nine yards. Yeah, so um, my dad is a pastor. Um, so I grew up in the church. Um, you know, it's always very important to my family, to us. Um, I became a Christian as a as a young um young guy and i think my faith has always been super important to me even from that moment but i think my faith continued to grow become my own as i got older um i have a big family um three siblings um two brothers and a sister um we moved around a lot because my dad was a pastor and um you know he was starting churches and getting moved around especially being young um so we moved a lot uh, growing up I think my parents, we moved in like different, like um, not like states a lot, but sometimes we would just move different cities and like around the state or whatever. Um, so, you know, I've lived in Chicago, I've lived in Arkansas, I've lived in Georgia, kind of, I've done the states, but also, um, you know, just different parts of the state. So we moved around a lot and that was kind of part of kind of what formed me, I guess, too, in a way, um, obviously always being in a new environment, um, you know, and family was always big for me too, because when you're in that new environment, you, it's kind of hard to maybe make friends and all the, all, you know, right out the gate, 
Um, so always relied on my parents, always relied on my, my siblings. Um, those were always big for me. And so I think th that was huge. Um, and I think the biggest thing my dad always preached that was always, um, you know, he was a football player and someone that loved sports too, but it was kind of the order was always faith, family, football. And I think you hear that when you live in the South, I think a lot of people can hear that, but like, mm -hmm. we really like actually took that to heart. You know what I mean? Like that was really, you can just say it. And I think a lot of people just say it, but like, yeah. it really was like the core of like what, who we were. Um, mm -hmm. And that was always kind of making your priorities what they were. And I think I've carried that throughout, you know, the rest of my life um, and always putting football, you know, it's my job and with any job, but there's other, there's other things that are more important than that. When did you fall in love with football? When did you know that football was going to be something you were going to be doing for a long time? Oh, man. Um, probably fell in love with football. I always liked football. I just always didn't maybe love it like I do ever since probably my sophomore, junior year of high school is kind of when I was like, man, this, you know, I really enjoy playing this. Like I, it's, it's fun. Um, you know, the game started coming a little easier for me. Um, we were also winning. That always helps You know, when you're <laughs> winning and successful and all that stuff that always kind of helps bring a little bit more joy out of it. Sometimes, you know, when you're putting in all that hard work and doing all that, you don't get to see anything come from it. You know, that mm -hmm. can, it can be a little draining too. Yep. So that I think high school was probably when I first, um, you know, fell in love with the game. But then to know, I never I, I guess I always dreamed of getting to the level that I'm at. But I think it was always just taking it step by step. You know, I think mm -hmm. in high school, it was like, I want to play college. Mm -hmm. And I like always like driving myself like, let's play in college. Like, let's just try to get to the D1 level. Mm -hmm. um, then felt like I worked my way and was able to be successful to get to that level. And then once I got to that level, played a little bit and I was like, all right, maybe I can, you know, get to that next level. So I think there's always just levels to the way I kind of thought through getting to exactly where I am. What's the, what's the level you're thinking about next right now? Now that you have reached the, uh, the, the next level the is trying to be considered the best at, at my position. Mm -hmm in where i'm at you know what i mean so i think there's always a once everybody gets to this level man we've made it you know you can say uh -huh. we've made it but you i think you always got to find something that um kind of triggers you and gets you going gets you wired um you gotta have a why and then i think you just have to have something especially internally motivated and kind of find something that like gives you a little chip on your shoulder um just to continue to prove yourself and you know just keep continue to prove everything um so it's it's always just finding that something to kind of get you to that ticks you and kind of gets you working hard and gets you ready to go yeah has your uh has that changed for you has that that motor that motivation changed for you at, you know as you got married now you added a baby to the mix has that has your perspective on that changed at all um or is it just more fuel on the fire? No, no, actually, I think, I mean, I think perspective has changed in a, in a different scale, but in my profession and what I do, I don't think it has changed the fact of, I think I want it really bad just for myself too, you know, to be the mm -hmm. best, to be 
consider the best to, you know, achieve goals that I set for myself to be at the top, to win, to win a Super Bowl, um, things like that. That doesn't go away. I think that drive hasn't gone away. Now, when I step away from the game, you know, step out of the game, like when I'm in that and like all in that, but like when I'm home, I want to be present. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's something that's changed, especially, I mean, once I got married, I think it changed a little bit, but it's still, I don't know. She had her own career. We had, I had my own career. So we kind of just still, you know, obviously focused on each other when we were home, but like now that we have a little one, I think it's changed a lot even mm-hmm. more, you know, I need to be very present when I'm home and not continuing to work. You know what I mean? Sometimes, yep. um, you know, I think, I think there's a time and place for it maybe, but like still be intentional about having time with your family and being very, very present. So definitely perspective has changed once I step out of it a little bit. Um, yeah. but there, I think there's still that drive to want to be great and want to be and want to win and be successful. Has that been tough to kind of draw that line in the sand? Like, okay, I'm at practice. I'm an NFL tight end. And then now I'm driving home to go be dad and take care of a little baby and be a husband. Like what's that transition? I, Cause I know it's like NFL locker rooms gotta be like, it's kind of like alpha mode, macho <laughs> atmosphere. Like that's a lot different yeah. than stepping into a, like a baby nursery when you get home right down the road. Oh yeah. 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 It's tough. It's uh, it's, it's very tough. You know, for me when I was young and just even married, like I still brought stuff home, you know, I would do like, some recovery stuff and you know i would maybe watch some extra film at home and mm-hmm. um do do things at the house where like i said it, it now like when i step in the house like i kind of want to be just dad you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think that's just going to continue to grow especially as he gets older um and how old know, is he right now do, he's about to be four months so he's young okay. he's young yeah. you know we're still in the young stage still laying around and and uh lots of sleep uh so you know, as he gets older, obviously I want to be more and more present, play with him and be interactive. Um, so I think it is a tough balance. And I, he was born uh, early December. So I kind of had the last two months of the season of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it can be kind of easy, but it's just stressful because it's all new and all this stuff yep. as new parents, especially those first few months. Um, and, you know, when I came home, I was still trying to do some stuff. Like I just have a routine of doing things and then I kind of yep. had to change that up. Um, <laughs> and that was something I had been doing for, you know, I've been six years in the league now. Yep. And, you know, all that kind of got flipped on its head a little bit different and different. And so I had to kind of, you know, change and modi- you know, modify things, maybe stay at the facility a little longer um, to finish some things up and stuff like that. So that when I came home, I could just really be there for my wife um, and for everybody. Yeah. I always say having a kid, it forces you to become so much more efficient. Like you kind of realize how much like fluff time you may have here and there. And you start pulling that out. Like, like you said, to get the little things done before you get home. So then when you get there, you can kind of, you know, exhale, be dead, roll around the floor and not be distracted. Um, But I know, I know that's tough. So let's go back into your story a little bit. How did you, how did you land in Arkansas? Obviously you had a great career there. How did, how did you get there? Yeah, so my dad, um, my dad played there. Okay. And I have a, my dad played there. We have a long lineage, lineage of Henry's that have gone to Arkansas, been in Arkansas. My grandfather on my mom's side, he played basketball there. So we have a rich history of Arkansas grads, people mm-hmm. that have played athletics there. 
Um, Did so, you ever consider breaking away and being the black know, sheep, I, maybe going to I a different grew school? Up in, so I spent some time in Georgia for a long time. Um, and, you know, we were away from Arkansas, but still we always rooted for Arkansas from, a, mm-hmm. you know, from afar. Yeah, and that was always my favorite team. And when I was young, I always wanted to be a Razorback because my dad was a Razorback. Yep. And, um, you know, I, once I started getting recruited, I got recruited from other schools. And, you know, me, me and my dad would talk. And he was like, look, I want you to take advantage of the recruiting process and really, like, consider, like, other places. Like, I don't want you to lock in on Arkansas and you to get in Arkansas and – you know, you're sitting at your sophomore, junior year, and you're kind of regretting that you didn't go look at somewhere or do something. So, you know, I looked at a lot of different schools, especially in the SEC in the South. Like, I really wanted to play the SEC. Um, I just kind of always grew up watching the SEC. So I was like, yep. man, I got to play in the best conference, bro. Yep. Like, I get an opportunity to do it. I got to play in the best. Um, and when it came down to it, man, I finally had to make my decision. I feel like it was a God thing. I feel like I had a piece about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we had been praying for just a long time to really kind of have a clarity and a peace about, you know, where it was going to be and feel like everything lined up for me perfectly, um, to go to Arkansas. And it was just, it was just meant to be, man. I didn't really want to go anywhere else. You know, yeah. I was, a, I was an Arkansas kid, you know, there was a lot of history there, always been a fan. So it was just, it kind of was meant to be. I considered other places, but it was it was meant to be. Yeah, there you go. Well, obviously it worked out for you because then you know, obviously you have a great career there. You make it to the league, get drafted by the Chargers. You're out there. You walk into a locker room and you've got Phil Rivers there. You've got guys like Antonio Gates there. Like, talk to me about like what is that like as a young dude, young man stepping into the league, and you've got vets like that to to lean on to learn from, to look up to. Talk to me a little bit about what that was like having those guys around. Uh, it was, you know, I was a 21 year old kid and uh, from Arkansas and it was, it was tough and intimidating <laughs> in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I got, I got grown, I'm with grown men now. Like this yep. is different. Um, you know, Phil with his nine kids and you know gates has got a big old family and they're you know both 30 i think 36 37 i'm 21 it's yeah you know it's a different dynamic walking into that uh, mm-hmm. but i will say those dudes were incredible man um just incredible men and incredible guys incredible teammates um still i think i wouldn't really be here without probably those two dudes kind of like being those vets in in the locker room with me especially gates um you know me and antonio spent a lot of time together and i got to just watch him from afar you know mm-hmm. and i would ask him questions and you know ask different things but like just watching him i think went a long way and uh, i learned a ton Definitely made me a better football player for sure. And I think definitely has, you know, helped my career as I've gone on. Um, just everything that I learned early in my career, it was kind of just set up perfectly for to be a young guy stepping into that situation. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's that's a that's a cool locker room to step step into, especially as a tight end right right out of the gate. Um, are there any other guys in the league that you kind of look up to? Maybe maybe it's you know those guys, maybe you still kind of lean on them personally, maybe it's other guys in the league now. Just, you know, now that you've got a child, you're married, like you've got a little bit more going on. Are there any other guys that you look to just to lean on? Like, how did this guy do it? Like, how do they keep it all together? Like, be a great family man and then also be great in the league. 
Is there anybody that you look up yeah, to? Yeah. Um, there's actually a guy in our locker room that has been super successful. That's a man of God, great family. He's got like three kids, I think three, and I think he's expecting another one to come out. Wow. And he's, his name is Matthew Slater. I don't know. A lot of people, some people don't know who he is, but yep. dude's a legend. Going to be a Hall of Famer, and all he does is play special teams. But he is the most elite special teams guy that you'll ever see, and the dude works on his crafts like nobody's business. Um, and he leads. He's a leader. Um, you know, he's a man of the people. Like, he's just, like, is very easy to get along with. Like, he's just got everything going. He's probably you – know, he's been playing, I think, 15 years. Um, wow. And been doing it for a while. And so, That's a hell of a career. I think I, I've watched him, and I think we – I, you know, I try to get in a group, a, a couple study um, mm -hmm. or something where we as, you know, couples can come, you know, weekly or whatever it is and just come and just like kind of break bread, talk, pray, um, bounce things off each other, learn, um, get into God's word. I mean, it's just like, I think that was huge for us um, and just learning because a lot of those people in those, in that study, like actually had young kids or, mm -hmm you know, right, right in front of us um, and just bouncing things off them, how they see things. And then we have people who have friends too, that are like kind of in the same stage in a way too, like mm -hmm. we're kind of going through it with each other. Yep. Um, and so I think it's huge to have a couple that's maybe a step ahead of you. Mm -hmm. And then also maybe someone that's like right there with you too. Yep. So it's kind of both um, where you can get advice from someone that's done it. And then mm -hmm. also kind of like ask somebody that's doing it as well with you. Um, so that's been huge for us. Um, it's like watching people in front of us and asking questions and trying to learn. Yeah. We, um, when my wife and I had our first, so he was probably like turning two, three, somewhere in that range. We joined a little parenting small group back when we were living down in Birmingham and man, I mean, some of the lessons that like some of the things that we learned, like I still think about all the time, like, all, like every day, it's like part fundamentally part of how I operate as a parent. And like, I never would have had those lessons had I not been a part of like a small group, a little community, other parents that were going through the same things as us at the same time, you know, like you were just saying, like, you kind of, you got to have somebody in the trenches with you sometimes. Yeah. Um, and you, I mean, you guys are four months in, so you're really in the, you're in the trenches right now for sure. Um, yeah, we're in the unknown trenches where you just honestly have no idea sometimes. You just kind of keep figuring it out and realize like, oh, we're kind of doing this in a way. But then, you have something new comes along and it's just like, all right, I don't know. Let's see. Like, you just kind of <laughs> keep kind of stacking it on, man. It's a mystery all the time as they go. Yeah, you guys are in uh, survive in advance mode. I, rem I, I can't say I remember it specifically because I slept so little that I think a big chunk of my memory is just gone. But I vaguely remember just like, all right, we're going to get through the day. We got this. We're not going to sleep at all. We might sleep a couple hours here and there, but we're going to do it. Yeah, um, it's, it's uh, there's a lot of just same thing over and over again. You know, it, <laughs> like we were like uh, this offseason. I just I looked at her one day. I was like, man, I feel like it's like it's like Groundhog Day. Like it just we do the same. thing. I mean, like we did had a couple of days in a row where we just kind of did the same because we were trying to get them in a routine and we were kind of yep. big on the schedule and stuff. So like. Yep. I was like, man, it's like, we, it's kind of the same thing every day. I mean, uh -huh. it's good for him to get him in a routine, but I'm like, golly, this is uh, just repetitive. You know, sometimes I need something fresh and new. 
<laughs> be careful what you wish for. Uh, yeah, they will. They will give it to you eventually. I, I know, promise. I know. I'm, 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 I'm waiting for. I, it, I know it's coming. We have some friends that are kind of. They're a little bit ahead of us, and so they, yeah. they kind of fill us in. Um. So, so the four month stage. I'm thinking back on that. You know, myself, and I remember those first couple months. Really, as the dad, I. I mean, to put it very bluntly, I, I kind of felt worthless. Like I felt like I couldn't bring a ton to the table as dad yeah. with the baby. Obviously I'm there, you know, trying to give bottles where I can holding the baby as much as I can. But my kids at that age, they wanted mom, like they wanted mom at that, at that stage. So I was, uh, I, I like to ask the question in that stage, like, what are you doing now? I guess, like, if you can't be directly helping with the baby, what are you doing maybe to, you know, support your wife and, and her efforts and bring up the baby yeah I think it's what you said it's trying to take off you know take him and like be responsible for him as much as I can in a way obviously he's very drawn to her too um but yeah just holding him you know giving her a little bit of a break yeah um we actually I was like trying to get like you know I'm going in the like working out and doing kind of my routine and stuff so like I can't do a lot sometimes, but like, I actually just got, I was like, babe, I know you need free time. You know, I know you need some like a day or two a week where you can just like have a couple hours where you can like go and get your nails done or, you know, just go get some errands done. Cause like when you have a young one, it's like hard. Do you want to bring them everywhere you go? And yep. you know, sometimes it's just hard. Um, so I actually, we just got like kind of a babysitter that can just come watch him in the mornings or something yep. like where she can get some stuff done maybe we'll get a coffee and just like enjoy some like quiet time yeah um and i was like babe like i'll do whatever like i just want you to be you know sane and happy and you know be your best for him and for us and like all that because um it can be a lot dealing with a little one right like i mean yep. she's constantly having to feed him pour so much into him like a lot of energy it takes a lot, a lot of energy, um, on top of like, you know, being up at night for a long time and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's hard. Um, I think I try to be as supportive as I can. I mean, yeah. obviously I think with the child, I think there has come some conflicts and, you know, things that we've had to uh, navigate that has been good for us. I think grown our relationship in a lot, in a lot of ways too. But uh, there's it, it definitely puts a new kind of strain on your marriage and, and relationship that probably wasn't there about you know five months ago. Um, yeah, it's it's a good one, man. It's fun, and I just try to be there as much as I can for. I think that's one of the biggest things. Yeah, that I'm glad to hear. Um, you know the way you're expressing that, thinking about that, trying to give her a break because I think that yeah. was one thing I didn't do a great job of. I didn't recognize early on. It took me a little bit longer to realize, but just how like mentally, emotionally, psychologically draining it is to stare at a baby all day and be the one responsible for, I mean, at that age, keeping it alive, you know, like that's when you, and you talked about the monotony too. you do that day after day after day, and you're not really getting out or having conversations with other adults. You could start to like your mind can start to run on you a little bit. And I remember experiencing that. So that's, that's awesome to hear that you're, um, you're thinking about it that way. I think that's huge. That's some advice that I try to give to, to younger dads any, anytime I get the chance. Yeah. It's, uh, I kind of had to learn it, but I, we all I learned do. it because I went through it, like having to watch them for an extended pile of time. And I was mm -hmm. like, wow, you've been doing this for like a while, like you do this a lot, you know what I mean? Like yep. I was like, 
I'm doing this in this short stint, not like repetitively. And you're doing this like every day. Um, I was like, babe, we just got to figure something out where, you know, you can get some time to yourself. Um, I kind of understand that. I was like, golly, that's, I, I can see where that can be a lot of strain and a lot of stress. So I think it's definitely huge. I definitely recommend that. And I had, I had some older people kind of recommend that to me too, that kind of helped yeah. navigate that too. Yeah. Cause I mean that it serves her, right? Like that gives her a chance to be a human being again. And then indirectly that also serves your child as well. Cause I've always said, if you, like if you have that opportunity to step away for a quick minute, refresh, like take care of yourself, take care of your own health, your mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, whatever it is. And then you can step back into being a parent. Like when I do that, I like, I come back in and I'm like, let's go boys. Let's, let's play. Like I got this, yeah. let's run. But after, you know, a couple of days goes by and you're in it, you kind of start, you can start to drag a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah, that's huge. So you mentioned it brings in a little bit more of a weight, a little bit more, uh, you know, new challenges, new strains, whatever. Yeah. How are you got? How are you guys adjusting? Oh, it's good, man. Um, it's yeah. There's definitely a lot of you know strain, and um, you know, I think lack of sleep can always add to that. Mm-hmm. Um, probably irregular eating sometimes, like just times of eating and all that kind of stuff. We kind of added to our strain recently, just because we've been traveling with the newborn and that. <laughs> probably doesn't help things, you know, when we're changing yeah. time zones on my guy and, and he's, he's trying to, we're trying to put him to sleep and he's awake and it's just all that kind of stuff. You know, you wake the baby and then he's awake, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, you're like, Oh my gosh, he's awake. Like he was just asleep. <laughs> I swear he was knocked out. I thought he was done for at least, you know, 30 minutes to four to five minutes on a nap and, but he's up. So, um, there's just all kinds of new, things there's new priorities in a way you know what i mean like it's just life is a lot different um where when it was just us you know we could pick up and go whenever we wanted you know go do whatever kind of hey date nights really easy you know what i mean pick up and go like let's go do this tonight yeah um what's date night looking like nowadays friends uh date night is uh we're trying to we're now that we're back on the east coast um you know we're truly trying to make it a priority and like mm-hmm. now we kind of have him sleeping good and all this stuff pretty regularly we're trying to make it a weekly thing mm-hmm. um it's always kind of been a big thing in our relationship and uh, you can really see where it's big now with the kid like i said with her like getting away but like just mm-hmm. even us getting away yep um you know that's that's huge so we're trying to make it a weekly thing i mean it's it's i think that's still a process and a grind and all that mm-hmm. stuff and really making it a priority um, so it's, uh, it's going, we're, we, I think we got a date night coming this weekend. So we'll, we'll see. There you go. Hey, if you're working on it, you're moving in the right direction. That's a, that's exactly. a good thing. Um, all right, I'll put you on the spot here. What is the best piece of uh, marriage advice? Maybe the best advice that you've ever been given or, or advice that you would give to somebody else. Oh man, I'm on the spot. Oh yeah. Dang. I told you I was going to throw you a couple of fastballs. Um, Oh, I think, um, I think the biggest thing I tell people, um, in my world, um, I think marriage can, is looked down upon and we're, and we're, we're in the world I'm in, um, sometimes. And I think, I think just in our world in general, I think marriage can kind of look, be looked down upon, um, 
And honestly, I think one of the biggest things I like to preach is like how awesome it is um, and how amazing and fun and rewarding um, and um, just fulfilling and to do life with someone that you love, that you care about, that you, um, you know, see it forever with all this stuff, mm -hmm. but also go through hard times with, um, transition through conflict with, um, different stages of life with, um, it's, it's very rewarding. Um, and it's, it's very worth it. I, I feel like, um, to do that alongside a partner, um, and, you know, it's, I think I like to preach that to people. I think as far as advice, um, I think the biggest advice is what we were just talking about. Um, and yep. that's continue dating your wife and uh -huh. continue to make that a priority. And so that's where we've kind of had that challenge, how that's always been a priority in our marriage when it was just us two, but now we have a new dynamic in there with, you know, our little guy. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's been hard. I think that's, it's, it's had a little strain sometimes, like not having that time with just us sometimes mm -hmm. um, where we had that when we were married four years before we had, before we had him. So you kind of got used to just us too. So I think the biggest advice is like continue to date um, and kind of make that a priority. Yep. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, and you know, once you're, once you're married, I think it's a skill to be able to, to compromise together, to discuss things, to make hard decisions together and reach an agreement. Um, so I'd love to cut, like get through that lens. I'd love to get your perspective on what it's like going through something like an NFL free agency, not knowing where you're going to be, what's going on. And it's not just you, like there's a life behind what we all see yeah. on, on Sundays. What's that like making that decision together? As a, as a husband and wife in free agency? It's a good question because, uh, yeah, people don't really see the uh, behind the curtain sometimes a little bit of like what it all affects. Obviously, there's a lot of positives to it because there's a lot of financial gain and, and a lot of that sometimes and being successful and, and you kind of reach something that you maybe had a goal for and all this stuff. So obviously there's a lot of positives in it, but I think for us last year, it was, it was hard. I think it was hard for, I'm used to change. So going back to my story, moving a lot, I'm used to change and mm -hmm. kind of got used to that. And I've moved a lot and I've been in new locations and I'm able to adjust a lot where mm -hmm. my wife was born and raised in this uh, town in Arkansas, born and raised there. And then she went to school about 40 minutes up the road. So mm -hmm. she's always been close to her home. Um, and then I moved her all the way out to California when we got <laughs> married. So, I mean, the first year of our marriage was, I mean, you, we could get into that too. I mean, that was, that was a strain in itself, just having her away from being someone that's super close with her family um, and moving her all the way away from them and not really able, able to see them as much. That was, that was hard. So, and I was like super pumped about it and all this stuff, but like, you know, and I'm like, why are you, you know, upset? But I, you know, we come to realize like all that's, you know, how hard it was for her, but then she became very comfortable in California and made a good friends and people mm -hmm. that were basically family um, out there. 
And then, you know, we were thinking we were going to actually stay. I thought we might, um, thought there was a possibility. Um, but then it kind of came to it and I was like, look, I don't know if we are, I think we're going to move. And then once we made our decision, um, you know, kind of bouncing that off her too, like what would be the best thing. And I was like, I mean, in the end it was, she was like, look, it's your decision and what you want to do. And kind of, we made it together, but I, you know, in the end I had to make a, a decision to move us all the way across the country, right. From the uh, West coast, to East coast. So that was hard. Um, and, you know, obviously it was great. I've enjoyed everything about here, but I think that transition and that move was hard because we left a lot of people behind that we really cared about and, mm-hmm. um, kind of had to start all over again, basically yep. socially. Um, yep. And so that can be hard for my wife. And then going through being pregnant and all that stuff, it was definitely tough um, behind the curtains of just, you know, football and all that stuff. So what is, so after you, after you do that, right. So you're, you're married and you've got a child and, you know, the NFL is, it's a crazy world. It's, it's a business. There's a lot of shorter deals, but you, you, you make the move, you sign a deal for a few years. What is that level of stability, even for a few years, just to know you're going to be locked in, in one place? Yeah, it helps. Um, definitely helps things. It uh, gives a little security for her and not knowing she's going to have to bounce around and be in different spots year by year. Um, especially as a family and all that stuff. It, 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 it helps a lot um, and not put too much strain on us, but still at the same time, this business is crazy and mm-hmm. uh, it's just the nature of the business. And it's kind of what she signed up for when she married me. So um, <laughs> in a way, you know, we just yep. kind of have to live with what we got and, you know, things can change in the next year, two years. Um, and, it, you know, we're going to have to do it again, but I think, I think we're all right right now. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I appreciate you kind of diving in on that. I've, as I've started doing this podcast and talking to more guys, I'm, I'm really interested, especially in the world of sports. Like just, I think about how I make decisions in my own life and you know, they're not that big of decisions, you know, or what I just like hearing the perspective, what it's really like, like you said, behind the curtain of the things we don't see on Sundays. Right. Um, it, it brings it to life for me. So I appreciate you diving in on that. Um, so last couple of questions here before, before we get you out of here on time. Um, this is probably going to be another, another little fastball here, but you know, you've made it to the NFL. Like you said, like you've kind of reached, the, you've made it quote unquote, made it right. You got a beautiful family, like a beautiful baby. What are you the most proud of in your life so far? Um, I think my relationship with the, uh, with God and, um, is, is probably the most important thing in my life. And I'm proud that through it all, that's still my main priority. Mm-hmm. Um, that I make that a priority in our home. And um, I think that's one of the things I'm most proud of. I think the next thing is probably marrying my wife. Um, that was still one of the coolest days of my life, probably. I mean, so much fun and um, it was just, it was a blur, uh, you know, it happened so fast, you know, you the build up of it and then it happens and it was a blur, but it, it's still been one of the best decisions of my life. Um, and then thirdly, I think obviously seeing my son be born, um, was crazy. It was just so cool, man. Like 
I just, I didn't know. Um, I had those kind of emotions in a way until uh-huh. he, was, he came out, man. And it was, uh, it was cool to share that with, uh, my wife and it was, it was wild. Um, so that, that whole process was just it was super cool. And so, um, yeah, man, I mean, it's bigger than football, you know what I mean? Like there's obviously some accomplishments I've made in football that are cool, but those things go way, way past, um, anything I've done on the field. That's a, that's awesome. Yeah. The, uh, nothing quite like watching your kid be born. It's, uh, yeah, it's, like you said, there's emotions you didn't know you had. There's, you know, yeah. capacity in your heart and your brain. You didn't know you had it's, uh, it's, it's crazy when it happens. Yeah. I looked at my wife crying. I'm like, yo, like I really don't cry. Like I can be emotional, but like, not really that, that much, but like that, in that moment, I was just like, I mean, she was crying, Yeah. but I'm like, yo, I'm kind of losing it. And all these <laughs> nurses in there, I'm like, look, I just, I can't, I can't control it. Um, <laughs> just is what it is you're like you're just the big football player you know all this stuff like so it's be tough i'm just like look i it's it's tough man i didn't know how much i could love love someone and just like it's just crazy it's wild yeah i i remember the day myself i was i was a puddle um yeah and it yeah you, you don't go back after that it's it's a whole new life after after that moment um all right last question for you is around the word legacy so legacy is something that it gets talked about a lot, but I think it's usually, you know, misframed, misdefined, however you want to call it. It's like you said, there's more to it than football, but I think a lot of times the word legacy gets tied to money. You hear the terms like generational wealth. You think about like names on buildings, all this kind of stuff. Right. When I think about legacy, I think about the people that mean the most to me in my life. And I think about what I'm leaving behind to them. And so in that regard, I I think about my kids and I think about the moments, the memories, the lessons, like the little things that they'll remember about me to go live the rest of their life with, you know, God willing, I'm able to leave them behind. I want to leave them with those moments, memories, lessons, whatever. So if I frame that or turn that around to you and ask you, you know, Hey, what do you want your legacy to be in that regard? You know, with your son, what would you say? Hmm. I think it goes back to just what I kind of just said. Um, I want him to know that I, I love Jesus and I'm proud of, and kind of unashamed of that. Um, and just, I live in a way that with, with joy that just defines that. Right. And Mm -hmm. just really shows that. And, um, really shows that to him and everybody that I come in contact with. Um, I want him to remember how much I loved um, our family and especially him and his, his mom. Um, you know, I want him to just remember that about me and just everything. I mean, I'll, I think those are two of the most important things. Um, it's how much I, I love his mom. Um, and love him and that I think beyond all that I mean obviously the lessons and all that stuff will come but mm-hmm. I think those are the two most important things that he uh, hopefully he will remember right away hey man Hunter Henry thank you so much for making some time for us today man this has been an awesome conversation where is the best 
place for people to uh, to find you? Is there any, any place in particular you want to send people? Um, kind of big. I mean, Insta, you can look at my Instagram, go follow me. It's just Hunter Henry. Uh, easy little um, at or whatever tag. So, uh, yeah, you can follow me along. Follow my wife. Her name is Parker Henry. She really keeps everybody up to date on what's going on in our life. So, um, yeah, follow along there if you want. Um, it's pretty much kind of the only social media I'm really kind of involved with. So if you want to keep up with anything. There we go. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for making some time for us. Um, get, go get some sleep where you can. And uh, all right, man, we'll talk to you soon. All right, dude. Appreciate you, man. All right, everybody. That's it. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, do me a huge favor and subscribe to the show or leave us a rating and review. We can't thank you enough for your support. Until next time, remember to love and lead from the front. See ya.